Good morning. I was back in a routine very minimally. <laughs> so I'm recording today, not releasing an episode, because I don't have one to release. Kings, two kings, eleven. When Italia, the mother of Ahazia, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family. But Jeho... Jehosheba, the daughter of the king of Jehoram and sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who were about to be murdered. She put him and his nurse in a bedroom to hide him from uh, Athaliah so he was not killed. He remained hidden with his nurse at the temple of the Lord for six years while Ath... Um, Ath, uh, Ath- Athaliah ruled the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for the commanders of units of a hundred, the Karites and the guards, and had brought to him at the temple of the Lord. He made a covenant with them and put them under oath at the temple of the Lord. Then he showed them the king's son. He commanded them, saying, This is what you are to do, you who are in the three companies that are going on duty on the Sabbath, a third of you guarding the royal palace, a third at the sure gate, and a third at the gate behind the guard who takes turns guarding the temple. And you who are in the other two companies that normally go off Sabbath duty are all to guard the temple for the king. Station yourselves around the king, each man with his weapon in his hand. Anyone who approaches your ranks must be put to death. Stay close to the king wherever he goes. The commanders of units of a hundred did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. Each one took his men, those who were going on duty on the Sabbath and those who were going off duty, and came to Jehoiada the priest. Then he gave the commanders the spears and shields that had belonged to King David uh, and that were in the temple of the Lord. The guards, each with his weapon in his hand, stationed themselves around the king, near the altar and the temple, from the south side to the north side of the temple. Jehoiada brought out the king's son and put the crown on him. He presented him with a copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him, and the people clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise made by the guards and the people, she went to the people at the temple of the Lord. She looked, and there was the king standing by a pillar, as the custom was. The officers and the trumpeters were beside the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her robes and called out, Treason! Treason! Jehoiada the priest ordered the commanders of units of a hundred, who were in charge of the troops, bring her out between the ranks and put to the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest had said, She must not be put to death in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her as she reached the place where the horses entered the palace grounds, and there she was put to death. Jehoiada then made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would be the Lord's people. He also made a covenant between the king and the people of Baal and tore it um, between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols to pieces and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Then Jehoiada, the priest, posted guards at the temple of the Lord. He took with him the commanders of hundreds, the Karaites, the guards, and all the people of the land, and together they brought the king down from the temple of the Lord and went into the palace, entering by way of the gate of the guards. The king then took his place on the royal throne, and all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet.
because Athaliah had been slain with the sword at the palace. Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. In the seventh year of Jehu, Joash became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem forty years. His mother's name was Zibia. She was from Beersheba. Joash did what was right. Oh, shocking. Someone, finally. Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years Jehoiada the priest instructed him. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. Joash said to the priests, Collect all the money that is brought as sacred offerings to the temple of the Lord. The money collected is the census, the money received from personal vows, and the money brought voluntarily into the temple. Let every priest receive money from one of the treasurers, and let it be used to repair whatever damage is found in the temple. But by the twenty-third year of the king um, of King Joash, the priests still had not repaired the temple. Therefore, King Joash summoned, uh, summoned Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and asked them, Why aren't you repairing the damage done to the temple? Take no more money from your treasurers, but hand it over for repairing the temple. The priests agreed that they would not collect any more money from the people and that they would not and that they would not repair the temple themselves. Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in its lid. He placed it behind the altar on um, on the right side as one enters the temple of the Lord. The priests who guarded the entrance put into the chest all the money that was brought to the temple of the Lord. Whenever they saw that there was a large amount of money in the chest, the royal secretary and the high priest came, counted the money that had been brought into the temple of the Lord, and put it into bags. When the amount had been determined, they gave the money to the men appointed to supervise the work in the temple, on the temple of the Lord, the carpenters and builders, the masons and stonecutters. They purchased timber and dressed stone for the repair of the temple of the Lord, and met all the other expenses of restoring the temple. The money brought into the temple was not sent for making silver basins, wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, trumpets, or any other articles of gold or silver from the temple of the Lord. It was paid to the workmen who used it to repair the temple. They did not require an accounting from those to whom they gave the money to pay the workers, because they acted with complete honesty. The money from the guilt offerings and sin offerings was not brought into the temple of the Lord. It belonged to the priests. About this time, Haziel, king of Aram, went up and attacked Gath and captured it. Gath. Then he turned to attack Jerusalem. But Joash, king of Judah, took all the sacred objects dedicated by his fathers, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Jehoram, and Ahaziah, the kings of Judah. The gifts he himself had dedicated, and all the gold found in the treasuries of the temple of the Lord of the royal palace, and he sent them to Hazael king of Aram, who then withdrew from Jerusalem. As for the other events of the reigns of Joash, and all he did, are they not written in the book of Annals, the kings of Judah? His officials conspired against him and assassinated him at Beth Milo, on the road down to Sila. The officials who murdered him were Josabad, son of Shimeath, and Jehoshabad, son of Shomer. He died and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, and Amaziah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the twenty-third year of Joash, son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel and Samaria, and he reigned seventeen years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord by following the sins of Jero. Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit, and he did not turn away from them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and for a long time he kept them under the power of Hazael, king of Aram, and Ben-Hadad, his son. 
Then Jehoahaz sought the Lord's favor, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. The Lord provided a deliverer for Israel, and they escaped from the power of Aram. So the Israelites lived in their own homes as they had before, but they did not turn away from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. They continued in them. Also, the Asherah pole remained standing in Samaria. Nothing had been left of the army of Jehoahaz, Jehoaz, except 50 horsemen, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers. The king of Aram had destroyed the rest and made them like dust at the threshing time. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoaz, all he did and his achievements, are they not written in the book of Annals, the kings of Israel? Jehoaz, <laughs> Jehoaz, Eish, rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Jehoash, his son, succeeded him as king. In the 37th year of Joash, king of Judah, Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, became king of Israel and Samaria, and he reigned seventeen years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn away from any of the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit, and he uh, he continued in them. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoash, all he did in his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, were they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoash rested with his fathers, and Jeroboam succeeded him on the throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now Elisha was suffering from illness, from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, Get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared. You will completely destroy the Arameans at Afak. Then he said, Take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was very angry with him and said, you, have <sighs> you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Elisha died and was buried. Now Moabite raiders used to enter the country every spring. Once, while some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders. So they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. Hazael, king of Aram, oppressed Israel throughout the reign of Jehoaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion and showed concern for them because his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To this day, he had been unwilling to destroy them or banish them from his presence. Hazael, king of Aram, died, and Ben-Hadad, his son, succeeded him as king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, <laughs> Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the towns he had taken in battle from his father, Jehoahaz. Three times Jehoash defeated him, and so he recovered the Israelite towns. In the second year of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, 
began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoad, and she was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but uh, not as his father David had done. And everything he followed the example of his father Joash. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. After the kingdom was firmly in his grasp, he executed the officials who had murdered his father, the king. Yet he did not put the sons of the assassins to death in accordance with what is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not put to death for fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children put to death for their fathers. Each is to die for his own sins. He was one he was the one who defeated ten thousand Edomites in the Valley of Salt and captured Sila in battle, calling it Jokthel Jokthiel, the name it has to this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, the son of Jehu, the king of Israel, with the challenge, Come, meet me face to face. But Jehoash, king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, king of Judah, a thistle in Lebanon, sent a message to a cedar in Lebanon, Give your daughter to my son in marriage. Then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle underfoot. You have been defeated, Edom, and now you are arrogant. Glory in your victory, but stay at home. Why ask for trouble and cause your downfall in that of Judah also? Amaziah, however, would not listen, so Jehoash, king of Israel, attacked. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by Israel, and every man fled to his home. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash went to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a section about 600 feet long. He took all the gold and silver and all the articles found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasures of his royal palace. He also took hostages and returned to Samaria. As for the other events of his life, uh, of the reign of Jehoash, what he did in his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoash rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Jeroboam, his son, succeeded him as king. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. As for the other events of Amaziah's reign, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? They conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried in Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. Then all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. He was the one who rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah after Amaziah restored, rested with his fathers. In the fifteenth year of Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel, became king of Samaria, and he reigned forty-one years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He was the one who restored the boundaries of Israel from Lebo. Hamath, from Lebo Hamath to the Sea of Arabah, in accordance with the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, spoken through his servant Jonah, son of um, Amittai, the prophet from Gath Hefer. 
The Lord had seen bitterly how everyone in Israel, whether slave or free, was suffering. There was no one to help them. And since the Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash. As for the other events of Jeroboam's reign, all he did in his military achievements, including how he recovered for Israel both Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Yahudi, are they not written in the book of the Annals of the Kings of Israel? Jeroboam rested with his fathers, the king of Israel, and Zechariah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the twenty-seventh year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Azariah, son of Amaziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was sixteen years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem fifty-two years. His mother's name was Jecolia, and she was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. The Lord afflicted the king with leprosy until the day he died, and he lived in a separate house. Jotham, the king's son, had charge of the palace and governed the people of the land. As for the other events of Azariah's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the Annals, the kings of Judah? Azariah rested with his fathers and was buried near them in the city of David, and Jotham, his son, succeeded him as king. In the thirty-eighth year uh, of Azariah, king of Judah, Zechariah, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned six months. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. Shalom, king, uh, son of Jabesh, conspired against Zechariah. He attacked him in front of his people, assassinated him, and succeeded him as king. The other events of Zechariah's reign were written in the book of the Annals of the Kings of Israel. So the word of the Lord spoken to Jehu was fulfilled. Your descendants will sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. Shalom, son of Jabesh, became king in the thirty-ninth year of Uzai, king of Judah. He reigned in Samaria one month. Then Menahem, son of Gadi, went from Tirzah up to Samaria. He attacked Shalom, son of Jabesh, in Samaria, assassinated him, and succeeded him as king. The other events of Shalom's reign and the conspiracy he led are written in the book of the Annals of the Kings of Israel. At the time of Menahem, starting out from Tizra, attacked Tifsah and everyone in the city and its vicinity because they refused to open their gates. He sacked Tifsa and ripped open all the pregnant women. In the 29th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menahem, son of Gadi, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Samaria ten years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. During his entire reign, he did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. Then Pol, king of Assyria, uh, As uh, yeah, Assyria, invaded the land, and Menahem gave him a thousand talents of silver to gain his support and strengthen his own hold on the kingdom. Menahem exacted his money from Israel. Every wealthy man had to contribute 50 shekels of silver to be given to the king of Assyria. So the kings of Assyria withdrew and stayed in the land no longer. As for the other events of Menahem's, Menahem's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Menahem rested with his fathers, and Pek, Pekaiah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the fiftieth year of Zariah, king of Judah, Pekahiah, son of Menahem, became king of Israel and Samaria, and he reigned two years. Pekahiah did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which 
he had caused Israel to commit. One of his chief officers, Pekah, son of uh, Remaliah, conspired against him. Taking 50 men of Gilead with him, he assassinated uh, Bekeiah along with Argob and Arya in the citadel of the royal palace of Samaria. So Pekah killed Pekiah, uh, Pekiah and succeeded him as king. The other events of Pekiah's reign and all he did are written in the book of Annals, the kings of Israel. In the 52nd in the 52nd year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah's son, Ramaliah, became king of Israel and Samaria, and he reigned 20 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. In the time of Pekah, king of Israel, Tiglath uh, Pils- <laughs> Pilsner, Pilser, <laughs> oh, I kill myself, Tiglath Pilser, <laughs> Tiglath Pileser. It says right there, Pileser. King of Assyria came and took uh, Ijon, Abel, Beth, Makah, Janua, Kadesh, and Hazor. I can't wait for the New Testament because their names are fucking Paul, Peter, and Paul, and Mary, and Joseph, and <laughs> the easy shit. Ugh. He took Gilead and Galilee, including all the lands of Natali. Naphtali and deported the people to Assyria. Then Hoshea, son of Elah, conspired against Pekah, son of Ramalia. He attacked and assassinated him, and then succeeded him as king in the twentieth year of Jotham, son of Uzziah. 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 As for the other events of Pekah's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the Annals of the kings of Israel? In the second year of Phakas, son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, Jotham, son of Uzziah, Uzziah, king of Judah, became, uh, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His mother's name was Jer- uh, Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. He did, was, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Uzziah, Uzziah had done. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. Jotham rebuilt the upper gate of the temple of the Lord. As for the other events of Jotham's reign and what he did, are they not written in the book of the Annals, the kings of Judah? In those days, the Lord began to send Rezin, king of Aram, and Pekah, uh, son of Ramalia, against Judah. Jotham rested with his fathers and was buried with them in the city of David, in the city, the city of his father. When Asaz, Ahaz, his son, succeeded him as king. In the seventeenth year of Pekah, son of Ramalia, Ahaz, son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaz was twenty years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem sixteen years. Unlike David his father, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and even sacrificed his son in the fire, following the detestable ways of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and out before He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the high places on the hilltops and under every spreading tree. Then Rezin, king of Aram, and Bekesh, son of Ramalia, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem and besieged Ahaz, but they could not overpower him. At the time, Rezin, king of Aram, recovered Elath for Aram by driving out the men of Judah. Edomites then moved into Elath and have lived here to this day. Ahaz sent messengers to say, Tiglath 
Pileser, king of Assyria, I am your servant and vassal. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram, of the king of Israel, and of the king of Israel who are attacking me. And Ahaz took the silver and gold found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasures of the royal palace and sent it as a gift to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria compiled by attacking Damascus and capturing it. He deported its inhabitants to Kir and put resin to death. Then King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tilglath Pileser, king of Assyria, and saw an altar in Damascus and sent Uriah the priest a sketch of the altar, which detailed plans for the construction. So Uriah the priest built an altar in accordance with all the plans that King Ahaz had sent from Damascus and finished it before King Ahaz returned. When the king came back from Damascus and saw the altar, he approached it and presented offerings on it. He offered up burnt offering. He offered up his burnt offering and grain offering, poured out his drink offering, and sprinkled the blood of his fellowship offerings on the altar. The bronze altar that stood before the Lord he brought from the front of the temple, from between the new altar and the temple of the Lord, and put it on the north side of the new altar. King Ahaz then gave these orders to Uriah the priest. On the large new altar offered the morning burnt offering and the evening grain offering, the king's burnt offering and his grain offering, and the burnt offering of all the people of the land and their grain offering and their drink offering. Sprinkle on the altar all the blood of the burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I will use the bronze altar for seeking guidance. And Uriah the priest did just as King Ahaz had ordered. King Ahaz took away the side panels and removed the basins from the movable stands. He removed the sea from the bronze bowls that supported it and set it on a stone base. He took away the Sabbath canopy that had been built at the temple and removed the royal entryway itself outside the temple of the Lord in deference to the king of Assyria. As for the other events of the reign of Ahaz and what he did, are they not written in the book of the Annals of Kings of Judah? Ahaz rested with his fathers and was buried with them in this city in the city of David. And Hezekiah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hoshea, son of Elah, became king of Israel and Samaria, and he reigned nine years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not like the kings of Israel who preceded him. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up to attack Hoshea, who had been Shalmaneser's vassal, and had paid him tribute. But the king of Assyria discovered that Hoshea was a traitor, for he had sent envoys to So, king of Egypt, and he no longer paid tribute to the king of Assyria as he had done year by year. Therefore Shalmaneser seized him and put him in prison. The king of Assyria invaded the entire land, marched against Samaria, and laid siege in it for three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and deported the Israelites to Assyria. He settled them in Hala in Gozan on the harbor and in the towns of Medes. All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of Egypt from under the power of Pharaoh the king of Egypt. They worshipped other gods and followed the practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before them, as well as the practices that the kings of Israel had introduced. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that were not right. From watchtower to fortified city, they built themselves high places in all their towns. They set up sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. At every high place, they burned incense as the nation whom the Lord had driven out before them had done. They did wicked things that provoked the Lord to anger. They worshipped idols through the Lord, though the Lord had said, You shall not do this. 
The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers, Turn from your evil ways, observe my commands and decrees in accordance with the entire law and I, that I commanded your fathers to obey, and that I delivered to you through my servants the prophets. But they would not left, listen and were as stiff-necked as their fathers who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. And they did the things the Lord had forbidden them to do. They forsook all the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves two cast idols in the shape of calves and an Asherah pole. They bowed down to all the starry hosts and they worshiped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. They practiced divination and sorcery and sold themselves to evil in the eyes of the Lord, provoking him to anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left, and even Judah did not keep the commands of the Lord their God. They followed the practices Israel had introduced. Therefore the Lord rejected all the people of Israel. He afflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers, and he thrust them from his presence. He tore Israel away from the house of David, then made Jeroboam son of Nebat their king. Jeroboam enticed Israel away from following the Lord and caused them to commit a great sin. The Israelites persisted in all the sins of Jeroboam and did not turn away from them until the Lord removed them from his presence, as he had warned them through all his servants, the prophets. So the people of Israel were taken from their homeland into the exile, into exile in Assyria, and they are still there. The king of Assyria brought people from Babylon. I'm very tired. Katha, Ava, Hamath, and Seph, Sephar, Sepharvaim, and settled them in the towns of Samaria to replace the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its towns. When they first lived there, they did not worship the Lord, so he sent lions among them, and they killed some of the people. It was reported to the king of Syria, The people you deported and resettled in the towns of Samaria do not know what the God of that country requires. He sent lions among them, which are killing them off, because the people do not know what he requires. Then the king of Assyria gave this order, Have one of the priests you took captive from Samaria go back to live there and teach the people what the God of the land requires. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria came to live in Bethel and taught them how to worship the Lord. Nevertheless, each national group made its own gods in several in the several towns where they settled and set them up in the shrines the people of Samaria had made to the high places, made at the high places. The men from Babylon made uh, Sukkoth, Benath, the men of Kutha made Nergal, and the men from Hamath made Ashima. The Avites to the Avites made Nibhaz and Tartak, and the Sepharites burned their children in the fire as sacrifices to Adramelech and Anamelech, um, the gods of Sepharvaim. Sef, they worshipped the Lord, but they also appointed all sorts of their own people to officiate for them as priests in the shrines of the high places. They worshipped the Lord, but they also served their own gods in accordance with the customs of the nation from which they had been brought. To this day, they persist in their former practices. They neither worship the Lord nor adhere to the decrees uh, and ordinances, the laws and commands that the Lord gave the descendants of Jacob, who he named Israel, whom he named Israel. 
When the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites, he commanded them, Do not worship any other gods or bow down to them. Serve them or sacrifice to them. But the Lord who brought you out of Egypt with mighty power and outstretched arm is the one you must worship. To him you shall bow down and to him offer sacrifices. You must always be careful to keep the decrees and ordinances, the laws and commands he wrote for you. Do not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I have made with you and do not worship other gods. Rather, worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of your enemies. They would not listen, however but persisted in their former practices. Even while these people were worshiping the Lord, they were serving their idols. To this day, their children and grandchildren continue to do as their fathers did. I guess something that is kind of taking me out in this moment is um, the Lord made it extremely difficult for them to get out of Egypt. He hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He continues to make his people prove themselves worthy of his wonders. Uh, He doesn't give up on them, which is something. I guess comparing the Lord to to like a person you wouldn't like to be around. Like I think it's, uh, I guess what I have trouble with is accepting these behaviors as uh, holy, as divine, I guess. Um, Cause it's just not like a nice way to treat people. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, I don't know. Um, he makes all these demands and punishes those who don't obey. There's no celebration of those who do. In the third year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. He removed the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the brown snake Moses Moses had made, for up to that time the Israelites had been burning incense to it. It was was called Nehu. Nahushtan. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, but there was no one like him. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He kept the commands the Lord had given Moses, and the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. From the watchtowers to fortified city, he defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and to its territory. In King Hezekiah's fourth year, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, 
king of Assyria, marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. At the end of three years, the Assyrians took it. So Samaria was captured in Hezekiah's sixth year, which was the ninth of Hoshea, king of Israel. The king of Assyria deported Israel to Assyria and settled them in Halah and Gozan on the harbor river and in towns of the Medes. This happened because they had not obeyed the Lord their God, but had violated his covenant, all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. They neither listened to the commands nor carried them out. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. So Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish, I have done wrong. Withdraw from me, and I will pay whatever you demand of me. The king of Assyria exacted from Hezekiah, king of Judah, three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace. At this time, Hezekiah, king of Judah, stripped off the gold with which he had covered the doors and the doorposts of the temple of the Lord and gave it to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria sent his supreme commander, his chief officer, and his field commander with a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. They came up to Jerusalem and stopped the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the washerman's field. They called for the king, Eliakim, son of Hikiah, Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Ashaf, and recorded, and uh, As. Asaph. <laughs> Asaph, the recorder, went out to him. The field commander said to them, Tell Hezekiah, This is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. On what are you bashing, uh, basing this confidence of yours? You say you have strategy and military strength, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look now, you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reef of a staff which pierces a man's hand and wounds him if he leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. And if you say to me, We are depending on the Lord our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, You must worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you two thousand horses if you can put riders on them. How can you repulse one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Furthermore, have I come to attack and destroy this place without word from the Lord? The Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, and uh, Shibna and Joah said to the field commander, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. But the commander replied, Was it only your master and you that my master sent me to say these things, and not to the men sitting on the wall, who, like you, will have to eat their own filth and drink their own urine? Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you from my hand. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then every one of you will eat from his own vine and fig tree and drink water from his own cistern. Until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of honey trees, olive trees and honey, 
Choose life and not death. Do not listen to Ezekiel, for he is misleading when uh, misleading you when he says, The Lord will deliver us. Has the God of any nation ever delivered uh, his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Ar- Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim, Hina, and Ivah? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of these country have countries have been able to save his land from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply, because the king had commanded, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of um, Asaph, the recorder, went to Zechiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. When King Ezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went to the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, uh, Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amaz. They told him, This is what Ezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, uh, disgrace, as when children come to the point of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear all the words of the field commander, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God, that he will rebuke him for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore pray for the remnant that still survives. When King Ezekiel's officials came to Isaiah, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard. These words which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Do not be afraid of what you have heard. Those words with which the underlings of the kings of Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen, I am going to put such a spirit in him that when he hears a certain report, he will return to his own country, and there I will have him cut down with the sword. When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting Libna, fighting against Libna. Now uh, Sennacherib received a report that Terhaka, the Cushite, king of Egypt, was marching to the fight against him. So again he sent messengers to Ezekiah with his word, Say to Ezekiah, king of Judah, let the God you depend on deceive you when he says, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Surely you will have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And you will be delivered. Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my forefathers deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Edom who were in Tel Aser? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sepharvaim, or of Hina, or Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words Sennacherib has sent to insult the living God. It is true, O Lord that the Assyrian kings have laid waste these nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not the gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by man's hands. 
Now, O Lord our God, deliver us from his hand so that all kingdoms on earth may know you, know that you alone, O Lord our God. Then Isaiah, son of Amaz, sent a message to Ezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I have heard your prayer concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and mocks you. The daughter of Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it you have insulted and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel? By your messengers you have heaped insults on the Lord, and you have said, With my many chariots I have ascended to the heights of mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars, the choicest of its pines. I have reached its remotest parts, the finest of its forests. I have dug wells in foreign lands and drunk the water there. With the soles of my feet I have dried up all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard? Long ago I ordained it, in days of old I planned it, now I have brought it to pass. Now you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone. Their people, drained of power, are dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you stay and when you come and go and how you rage against me. Because you rage against me and your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bite in your mouth, and I will make you return by the way you came. This will be the sign for you, O Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself, and the second year what springs from that. But in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Once more, a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. Uh, for out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. That night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. And when people got up the next morning, they there were all the dead bodies. So, Sene, so Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nivea. Uh, ne, nine, uh, ni, Nineveh. Nin, Nineveh. And stayed there. One day while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his son Adramelech and Sharezer cut him down with a sword and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Esarhaddon, his son, succeeded him as king. In those days, Hesekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amaz, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says, Put your house in order, because you are going to die, you will not uncover. Will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him, Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, that is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. 
I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Prepare a poultice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What will be the sign that the Lord will hear me, and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps, or shall it go back ten steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward ten steps, said Hezekiah. Rather have it go back ten steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called upon the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps. It had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. At that time, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift, because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Hezekiah received the messengers and showed them all this was his storehouses. All that was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine oil, his armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, What did those men say and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, They came from Babylon. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There is nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your fathers have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord, and some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood that will be born to you, will be taken away, and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, will there not be peace and security in my lifetime? As for the other events of Hezekiah's reign, all his achievements and how he made the pool and the tunnel by which he brought into the water, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Judah? Hezekiah rested with his fathers, and Manasseh, his son, succeeded him as king. Manasseh was twelve years old when he became king and reigned in Jerusalem fifty-five years. His mother's name was uh, Ephesabah. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before, Is before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He also erected altars to Baal and made an Asherah pole, as Ahab king of Israel had done. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, uh, of which the Lord had said in Jerusalem, I will put my name in both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to the starry hosts. He sacrificed his own son in the fire, practiced sorcery, practiced sorcery and divination, and consulted mediums and spiritualists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, provoking him to anger. He took the carved Asherah pole he had made and put it in the temple, of which the Lord he had said, the Lord had said to David and to his son Solomon, in this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of Israelites wander from the land I give their forefathers, if only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them and keep the whole law that my servant Moses gave them. But the people did not listen. Manasseh, uh, Manasseh. Oh gosh, we're doing this again. <laughs> what did I say a second ago? Scroll back and then tweet at me. Uh, Manessa, I think it was. Manessa led them astray so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. 
the Lord said through his servants, the prophets, Manasseh, king of Judah, has committed these detestable sins. He has done more evil than the Amorites who preceded him and has led Judah into the sins with his idol. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am going to bring such disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I will stretch out over Jerusalem the measuring line used against Samaria and the plumb line used against the house of Ahab. I will wipe out Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will forsake the remnants of my inheritance and hand them over to their enemies. They will be looted and plundered by all their foes because they have done evil in my eyes and have provoked me to anger from the day their forefathers came out of Egypt until this day. Moreover, Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem from end to end, besides the sin that he caused Judah to commit, so that they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. As for the other events of Manasseh's reign, all he did, including the sins he committed, are they not written in the book of the annals of king, uh, the kings of Judah? Manasseh rested with his fathers and was buried in his palace garden, the Garden of Uzzah, and Ammon, his son, succeeded him as king. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. His mother's name was uh, Meshulameth, daughter of Haraz. She was from Jothba. Jothba. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. He walked in all the ways of his father. He worshipped the idols his father's. His father had worshipped, bowed down to them. He forsook the Lord, the God of his fathers, and he did not walk in the way of the Lord. Ammon's officials conspired against him and assassinated the king in his palace. Then the people of the land killed all who had plotted against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah. They made Josiah his son king in his place. As for the other events of Ammon's reign, and what he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? He was buried in his grave in the garden. He was buried in his grave in the garden of Uzzah, and Josiah his son succeeded him as king. Uh, thus ends Kings twenty two Kings twenty one. It's been about fifty five fifty seven minutes. And uh, I'm going to say we procrastinate reading about Josiah. Because it's my fucking show and I can do what I want. But what we really all need to do is uh, just let go and let God.